2: wonderful podcast known as php ugly i am your host who is heavily medicated right now on uh whatever you take for allergies and whiskey and that <laughs> I, I actually have whiskey in my tea my my kid made me a tea with a hot toddy with a tea with whiskey and uh, i'm eric by the way and with me as always are my good friends John Congdon,
0: This is going to be a good show. Already starting off this way. I'm, I'm already tipsy as well, so let's do it. Well, let's roll with it. And Thomas right up.
3: Hello! I'm so glad to be here. I'm glad you're here, Eric, because uh, it was a little iffy for a while. Oh, it was extremely iffy. I thought uh, that's why you were yeah. drinking already. <laughs> like, I can't work.
0: <laughs> I might as well drink all
3: day.
2: Yeah, we had here in Southern California it's it's this odd thing that happens now but uh, now a few years happened. back a few years back we had uh, some pretty serious wildfires and uh, wildfires are actually ver- very com- not very common but common enough here in southern california that it's not shocking when you have them but this one particular year the power company the local power company was found at fault for one of the fires and of course they got sued and a bunch, bunch of back and forth and all that well now when there are certain conditions, mainly wind conditions in our area, that the power company deems critical, they will shut down power. There's nothing wrong with the power. no lines have gone come down. Nothing has gone on. They just decide we don't want to risk being sued again. We're shutting down power to everybody. And they did that to us last night at around two o'clock in the morning. And my power did not come back on to I think it was about 4 p.m. today. And it is very frustrating, especially with the condition that we're in in this country today. With so many people depending on working from home. So many people are depending on going to school from home. And you've got a power com- company that just decides, nah, you know, we're going to kill everybody's power. You know? And uh, you know, the winds were really high last night. And... I think everybody was okay with it. Oh, you think you have a bad this little this little area we're at in in our in our town. We're surrounded by mountains, and so what happens is the wind whooshes down the mountain and then starts just spinning around back here, and it's just horrible. Nobody can have canopies or anything in my neighborhood because eventually they'll be blown away.
3: Now you guys know now, that I, I, the first the first week that I moved here to Colorado Springs, I saw a weather report that gave the wind conditions in measures of lawn furniture. <laughs> so well, the first out, week out I here was they're, here,
2: they're measuring how far down the street your trash can goes.
3: This was when when I first moved here, I looked at the weather report, and they said that it was trampoline in your backyard weather where if if your neighbor had a trampoline, now you had a trampoline
2: so it was a frustrating day because by by nine o'clock in the morning by ten o'clock in the morning, the wind was just normal wind at that time it was there was nothing there was no reason for alarm anymore and We've we had gone all day, and we weren't even the last ones to get turned on. Uh, a guy at work says that his parents were still without uh, power as late as like five o'clock. So, and then on top of that, because of all this wind, because it's kicking up all this dust, all this pollen, I have serious allergies to pollen, and I've just been Benadrylling, benadrilling, drilling
0: And I, I think you've been more Benadryl whiskey, Benadryl whiskey, right?
2: Ben- a little scotch here and there, but yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's
3: been drinking logadrillin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm struggling. My nose is running and uh it's a it's been an unpleasant day for me. But I'm happy now. I'm here with you guys. We're talking PHP. We got a lot to talk about. Good things happening, things changing, yeah. new things releasing. But before we yes. get into that, how was your week?
3: Thomas. Uh busy, uh dealing with uh, Laravel Horizon and Cues, and I hate it, and and I, I don't want to harp too much on Laravel this week, because... Why not? <laughs> That's but. what you do. Um, but there, there was an internal review that found uh, two ReCAPTCHA keys that we were using that we couldn't figure out where they came from, or who owned them, or why, so had a little you know, code, uh, code merging session, took some, uh, abandoned GitHub repos and integrated them in my project. And that was fun. Cause I got to go over the whole facade concept again. It's been long enough that I haven't dealt with it, that I forgot. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, I, they get, they get a bad rap. I enjoyed it. It's, it's nice stuff. Once oh. you Whoa. Well, calm
2: down. I, I I might have had more whiskey than I thought. Did you were <laughs> you speaking positively of Laravel? And of all ty- of all topics, the facades?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Holy crap. I I got to drink more now.
3: I think there's there's less magic in it than I had remembered. And uh so yeah, it's it's not too it's not too shabby. If I needed to for some reason write a Laravel specific package, it wouldn't be that difficult. But besides that, you know, the normal. What about you, John? My week? You really? Yeah,
2: that? that's the topic.
0: No, all, all in all, it's been, it was good coding week, uh, wrapping up this sprint. So, lots of testing, lots of code. I've somehow found a way to put my hands into, like, three of the major projects that were being worked on all at the same time. And mm-hmm. then I was being asked, are we going to get all of these done in this sprint? And I'm like, yeah, why would we not? <laughs> 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 it's coming down to the wire, but it's, I, I was able to wrap them all up. So I'm happy about that. Cool. But again, I'm, I want to know more about the sods at some point. Not that we need to talk about it on the show specifically. But I still cannot wrap my head around how to successfully use them with testing. I just, it just, everything screams that it should not work very well.
2: I'm okay talking about it if Thomas has any insight. Sure.
0: So I'm so used to, at least for the, when, when I'm writing code now, I try to do dependency injection where the container can resolve the dependencies which means I'm not newing up objects within the code as much as I possibly can, unless it's a value object and I don't, you know, those are more throwaway, not that big of a deal. And using factories and builders to make the objects that I need from objects that I already have. With that, I'm able to use mocking to create the, to to mock those objects for testing. How do you do that? that's why I didn't want to necessarily talk about it on the show because I know Thomas doesn't do a lot of testing. As Don't is, do a whole Thomas... lot of that.
2: <laughs> so just don't test it. You're fine. If not, you're okay. Don't worry yeah. about
3: it. It's Schrodinger's bug. Don't look at it. <laughs> okay, so, you, sure. so, so clearly we don't have any
2: good feedback um, for you. In well, no,
3: it's it, one of the things is that you have your app service provider and the intention there is to override your standard objects with mocks through the service provider. So you bind. Uh, oh, that's fascinating. So you, you you would normally you would have your cache object in your app service provider. Your cache object is bound to the cache manager um, facade. What you can do is you can rebind the cache object to point to a different uh, uh, mock, and it'll execute that instead of the intended. So, I, I
0: forgot about that part of Laravel, the fact that when you reference something, it goes to the container and it's based on your service provider doing the mapping.
3: Right, and because if you if you are calling a facade, let's say you're calling the cache facade, mm-hmm. uh, it only has the one method in it, which defines the name of the service providers that are accessed through the app instance. So... If you rebind those to point to mocks, then calling the same facade will actually reference different instances of objects.
0: All right. That makes way more sense now that you say that. I remember that from years ago, dealing with Laravel, that the whole thing is, you're, you can easily swap out the service provider. Now you have a, a brand new concrete class that you're working with, even though you're referencing something else.
3: Right. And that's the key with the facades is that in your, in your live or your real code, you're still referencing the exact same static class names, but those static class names in the background are going to redirect to a different object than the production code would. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to write for testing, you just have to write your tests to override the default behaviors. That, that that makes way more sense now.
0: See, this was productive. I can't believe you didn't want to talk about this, Eric.
3: And if it weren't for like... The thing I did yesterday, I wouldn't even have an answer for you because I had to do this whole research thing on Laracasts, but it, it refreshed the whole thing in my head. So see, that's why I like that's why I'm okay with facades.
2: Do you have to worry about doing a lot of testing for Laravel, John? Are you are you getting more into Laravel?
3: So far all of them... no, I shouldn't
0: say all. Most of my tests are functional tests where I'm actually hitting a controller with inputs that I'm expecting and making sure my the response is correct because it's mostly an API. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much an, an API uh, microservice. So hitting it with known data and getting the respective expected results works perfectly for my situation right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, wanting to build it out more and Having these concerns around facades when it comes to testing, and that being one of my my uh, driving factors, is wanting to have it much better tested than it was prior. Uh, Had I had concerns around that, but they're slowly
3: easing. Cool,
2: cool. Uh, Well, I did
3: have I did have one more thing I forgot to mention. mention Um, (laughs) uh, You guys know that my wife is a, a an aide at a special needs classroom. And she is. Yeah. Are been, we
2: still going with the lie, lie that you're married? Okay, yeah. Let's do this.
3: <laughs> and uh, she's been working from home for since most of the school started, um, and she got the call to come back in last week. And the first day she comes in, she's sitting down at lunch with one of her students, and her student complains that she doesn't like lunch today because it doesn't taste like anything.
0: Oh, oh no. no. <laughs>
3: So my wife is back home, and we're waiting on COVID test results, and it's been rough out here. I, I know probably 20 people who have COVID now. Wow. Yeah.
2: Well, well. hopefully we've turned that corner. I mean, we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks, but uh, there, the there's EU no, has... There's uh, no
0: no corner being turned in this country. The well, EU yeah. has already pro- proved uh,
2: the vaccine. Emergency use of Pfizer's vaccine. So, yeah,
3: we're, uh, yeah. I think we're two days away from that as well. And yeah. uh, they're expecting that mid December, we're going to see the healthcare and uh, frontline workers get the vaccine. And Fauci is thinking that in mid February, the mass rollout will have had enough effect to.
2: Yeah, I heard. I heard he he was predicting March it would be uh, the vaccine would be available to the general population, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm actually fine with because if you think about all the vaccine that's happening leading up to that, it's you know we're slowly slowly addressing a lot of the issues. So yeah,
3: yeah we'll but see. my my county happens. my county is in the uh, red zone now. They they reassessed their color chart so that uh, red was no longer the highest. Now there's a purple. California has
0: purple, too. We've been in the
2: purple. We're in the purple, yeah. We're
0: we're still in the red. San Diego today just got this stay-at-home order. Like, we are all essential, non-essential businesses are forced to close. You're supposed to stay at home. Uh, Restaurants are takeout and
3: delivery only. Yeah, it's uh, not great. It depends on. Well, that's what, what you we're mean here by.
2: Great. for.
3: If, well,
2: <laughs> I want to see where you're taking this, John. I'm not going to interrupt you. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> I want this thing squashed more than I care about. Like other things, I want people Animals? to take responsibility. No, I want people <laughs> to take responsibility. Like if everyone masks, this wouldn't it be as bad it is, as it is. But yep. if since people aren't doing that, the the natural consequence right now is. Businesses are forced to close and it sucks. Yep. But just wear a mask anyway. We're <laughs> going down. At or the end. don't go out.
2: You know <laughs> that's yeah. the other thing. It's like don't don't go out if you don't have to go out. I mean it's that simple. Yeah. Right, are, are we just going to keep dragging our listeners through the mud and? No. And nah. Are we going to talk on. PHP? Let's move on. I agree. there's
0: no there's
3: no PHP news. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't remember any PHP news from the last week. Ain't it so? I think ain't. Eight, eight. I
2: can't do it. PHP 8 was released. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to lead to to the word 8 being significant somehow, but I don't know. I can't do it, man. It
3: it just didn't work. Have you run it yet?
2: I pulled down uh, the Docker for my devil box. And I've been itching to switch it out on my environment. Uh, the only thing is, I got to bring down my box, switch it out, and bring it back up. And I haven't done it yet, but I'll probably, I'll probably most likely do it this weekend. And, and it yeah. won't, it won't be a permanent thing because every, everything I have right now is, is on seven four, seven two, seven two, seven four. So I like to kind of keep it, you know, in the general
3: area of the seven two working. because
2: it does, it does have an impact.
3: Seven two's end of life, baby. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I gotta. I think I think our I think our digital ocean boxes, except for the new ones, are around seven two. So I probably need to push start start doing some upgrades there.
3: Uh, I pulled the latest version of Homestead uh, and got RC one. Uh, I'm not okay. sure. If, yeah, I'm not sure if I've got a slight configuration error or what, but uh, I do have. I do at least have that. And I've been running Xdebug three, which was just released.
2: Yeah, that was another another big release. Yeah, Xdebug three. And okay, so I want to get into Xdebug three. So let's not forget about that. But back to PHP eight. I'm curious, in your position, Thomas, with the company you're at, do you ha- who has the most input as far as saying when? Your code base is ready to be pushed to the next version of PHP.
3: The, you know the way that you worded that is actually kind of tricky because it's me. But Why <laughs> okay. was well, <is> that tricky? <laughs> because it's it not was my a simple it, question. <laughs> it's not my decision to uh, to start the process. That's my boss's mm-hmm. decision. He says, "Hey, pull up eight on your machine. Run through all the testing you can. Get us ready and upgraded, and then." We'll push it out to a staging machine, and we'll have all of the people hit it, and then we'll push it out when that's passed so mm. it's it, it it is a ticket for me issued by my boss um, you're, you're not allowed yeah. you're not allowed to say, "Hey, Ada's out. can I work on this?" I am, but it won't take priority over all of the other stuff that we have to focus on right now, so it's when when he decides that it's priority that's when I can switch over to it um which I actually created a ticket for myself to do the research and the the work to get it running on our system. Uh, He just doesn't know yet. (laughs) So I work on that on my spare time. And, you know, it's from what I can tell, functionally, there's not going to be any big hurdles for us. Um, I've looked for coverage on Laravel 8, uh, Laravel and PHP 8 support, and it looks like all of the versions of Laravel, including the LTS, their most recent version is 8 compatible. Yeah. So,
2: and you're you're already on Laravel 8, right? I, I thought I remember you yeah. doing that update a while back. Yeah. Okay.
3: So it it looks like everything's fine. Um, I did have that concern a while back about the match class needing to be renamed, and it appears that it has been. But I haven't seen anywhere that that gets mentioned as like a possible backwards compatibility break. So I'm not sure. Was it match?
2: Is that is that the one that that re, that didn't replace, but it's, it's like the switch True. statement?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. But yeah. it's a it's a it's a reserved keyword in eight now, so you can't have a class right. with the same name. So All I right. believe there was a match class in laravel and it's no longer match it's now uh match object or something like that
2: All right okay All right, so yeah. it's
3: a simple name change but uh i haven't seen any complaints about ill effects
0: yeah of people that were using that class in their code and
3: not having upgraded or changed it it's only been a week i don't know it's only literally been a week it was released on thanksgiving i think mm-hmm. so yeah not a lot. Of, not not many people have moved.
0: So we've looked at it on the uh, at phone burner, and there's so many libraries that are currently being used that are tied directly <laughs> to five, six, or seven. Ooh, so really? you can't. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's a matter of waiting for those libraries to say yes. We work on eight. Uh,
2: <clears throat> interesting. Yeah. Now. This is where I'm really getting antsy about. So we have, uh, I'm, I gotta stop doing that. This is where I'm really getting antsy about how we deploy our architecture. Our bigger client that we have, we've we pushed them to Docker. It was a painful transition, but we got there. I am excited about PHP eight there because it's literally just a matter of drop in one container and, and slapping in another container and then like you said testing 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 right, right. but with our with our servers that we, we we're still not launching our applications with docker is that's still not our common practice so our servers are still a manual process of of adding the new version of php in there and now that we we've jumped a whole version from seven to eight, I'm really kind of starting to chew through my mind of, okay, how do we make Docker our standard deployment now? And part part of my problem, and I guess for, for better or for worse, depending on how you want to look at it, is I've started using Forge of lately, of like the last couple of years to spin up servers. So I don't there's no Docker implementation in Forge. You just get what you get. Uh, to Forge's benefit, they do allow you to install multiple versions of PHP and assign, attach them to the different sites you have hosted. So, I'll probably go that route for the applications that we still have. The, um, the small, that, the smaller the one-off
0: applications. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, so it's I'm excited. I I, I just. I'm so excited about moving forward. I don't know if I told you guys, I don't think I did, but I, uh, I was asked to speak on a panel last week. Yeah. Maybe last not. week. No. Yeah. So, uh, Arizona, Arizona PHP had a meetup and, uh, reached out to me and asked me if I'd be interested to speak at the panel. And I'm like, about what? And they were like about PHP eight. I'm like, you really don't know me that well, do you? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, it'll be fun. It was fun. I had such a great time. I, I I've gone to the physical beat ups at uh, Arizona PHP a couple times, few times actually. I mean, a handful of times. Uh, and so I, it was. It was nice to be invited there as a panelist, and then. People recognize me. They're like, "Oh yeah, I remember when you come out." Even even though well,
3: it's it's nice, but then you also remember how hard it is getting guests for a San Diego meetup. I, I, yeah,
2: that's that's a real
3: thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're on. You, you're just you know on was, the list.
2: You know who was in that meetup was? Uh, I, I don't particularly know why he he even said he's not living in Arizona. I don't think he, he ever did. but was uh, Sammy K. Power Powers? Sammy, Sammy mm. Powers yep a php roundtable i love that guy that guy is just one of those guys just vibrates positive energy like if you're in the room with with him you know like there's a certain radius around sammy that people are smiling you know like the closer they are to him you just you just start to smile that's the type of person he is he's just this very positive uh person so it was good to see him and it was good that he actually recognized me as well. Or at least he gave me the impression he recognized me. So
0: <laughs> but I did I saw a story completely sidetracking this conversation for a second where oh, somebody fun. was introduced to somebody famous. Uh who who's the all right, all right, all right.
3: Oh, Matthew McConaughey. I've heard the story.
0: A, yeah, where you somebody will introduce you to him and he's like, Oh, you're Eric Johnson, like, he makes you feel like he knows you, and then you're, like, so happy, and then you hear him say the same thing to somebody, like, oh, you're Thomas <laughs> Rydell.
3: Yeah. Like Oh, brilliant but, technique. Yeah.
0: It, it just makes you feel good about yourself, and that's, I mean, not that Sammy does that same thing, but he just makes you feel good to be alive when you're around him.
3: But I think yeah. that's one of those, like, uh, how to win friends and influence people techniques, I don't think it's an uncommon technique. It's uncommon for most people. I don't do this. Yes.
2: Yeah. I, I just give them that blank stare. Like, eh, what
0: are you related to me? Who? What? So, so why did you not share that you were doing this? And when did you do this? And more uh, no information, reasons. please.
2: <laughs> no reason why I didn't share. We, it was before our meetup. I actually knew about it a couple weeks in, in advance. I just kept forgetting. And then it just kind of snuck up on me. I hadn't realized it was the, the last week. Like, when the week started, I hadn't realized that that was the week I was supposed to be doing the panel. So it happened before the show. And then, of course, we didn't we didn't record last week. So I'm telling you now, I cheated on you guys
0: with an with another uh, another user group. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. Okay. Regret anything. Okay. Outside of this show, you realize we have other ways to communicate, right? What? Okay, you got me there. I don't. I don't, I don't <laughs> you, you you put me in a box
2: here. I don't know what to tell
0: you. <laughs> uh, note to self: Go find this recording. Find yeah, out.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll reach out to uh, Jeremy and see. Uh, see because it was a zoom recording and they recorded recorded it so i assume they're going to publish it somewhere but i'll uh, ping him and see if it's something if, if it's out there if it's something you guys can view i'll put it in the show notes
3: so for sure i want to getting back to php i want to read this this incredible quote from rasmus lairdorf that you you have on your slack or on your tw- uh, tra- trello board
2: and i want to circle back the
3: ex- debug as well. But we, yes, will, we will read that quote. I love this quote. Rasmus said, "People are congratulating well, ex- me."
2: Explain who who Rasmus is for anybody who might be listening to the show
3: who don't oh. know doesn't understand the history. Uh, PHP Daddy, the guy who created PHP in the first place, and still yeah, I believe yeah. technically the lead slash owner of PHP. Uh, he tweeted, "People are congratulating me on PHP 8." That is completely misdirected. Uh, Nikita Popov and uh, Dmitry Stogov, have been the driving forces behind PHP for years now. Countless others pitch in regularly as well. This is my favorite part. <laughs> PHP 8 is significantly better because it contains a lot less of my code. <laughs> uh, that is that is such a great quote. And I, I really wish... Very humbling. Uh, yeah, I really wish more people were as as humble and as as giving of their own work as he is. Uh, that's just such a, it's such a great thing to read and hilarious.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny, yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was happy to see that. He, he's a good guy. He's he's somebody I would like to meet. I as many conferences as, I, as I've gone two for php i'm actually surprised i haven't crossed paths with them with them but
3: he's very he's, he's very much on the european circuit
2: yeah yeah but I, I know he i know he does he he tries to make himself very available especially for smaller uh, user group conferences uh, because when we were putting together wave php uh i got a couple of recommendations that said hey reach out to rasmus uh he'll he'll pop in he, he he'll speak at your conference he's you know he really likes the smaller community conferences and i did reach out to him and he he almost replied to me immediately he was like man i'd love to be there unfortunately that time doesn't work for me he he was somewhere else in the world he's like you know maybe you know but keep me in, keep me in mind and, and, next and, next you know, year. <laughs> yeah like like you don't have to tell me to keep you in mind. First off, and we'll we, we'll just not mention the fact that there was no next year. But <laughs> yeah, he seems like a really cool guy. X Debug three. What do you want to know? I want to know everything.
3: Uh, so okay, there's there's the big thing, which is that the configuration is significantly more simple. Um, it used to be that oh, really yes. It used to be that you had to enable a bunch of different directives and say, uh, watch this, watch these, look at these, look at those, do this, do that. Um, And depending on if you were profiling or debugging or doing coverage, it was a whole different collection of things. Um, In fact, if I pull up the upgrade guide that I've got, uh, previously where you had to set a number of different options to do basic debugging, now it's a simple oh boy. It's a, a simple mode switch in the uh, configuration. So simple mode switch. Yeah.
2: Okay. When you say the configuration, are you talking about something in, in like your IDE? Or are you saying in PHP uh, INI, in, ini? In
3: actually, in the no, in the X Debug ini in your PHP directory.
2: All right.
3: So uh now you have off, which is debug is turned off, develop, which gives you uh development aids, such as a an overloaded var debug uh var dump, um stack traces, uh uh gives you filtering, stuff like that. <clears throat> uh simple, just simple debug helpers. Uh, coverage, which does your code coverage analysis reports. Debug, uh,
2: cool.
3: debug, which is the step debugging, breakpoints, watch variables, things like that for your IDE. Uh, GC stats, which gives you your garbage collection statistics. Um, that's going to be really important for PHP 8. Profile, which does profiling and gives you a Kcash grind profile report. And trace, which ena- enables function trace features that lets you record every function call, including arguments, variable assignment, and return value that are made during a request. That's so the, the trace gives you a full breakdown of the execution path of a program that was executed. And you can enable so, uh, multiples of these at, at once.
2: I might be going too far down the road here, and feel free to tell me you don't know the answer. But... From a developer's perspective, so if you're an administrator and you decide, okay, we're moving over to Xdebug3 and you install it on your server, am I going to notice anything as a developer? Like, is there anything, do, do I risk things breaking with Xdebug on how I
3: have it configured in my IDE or anything like that? Or will it just still keep, just keep working? That was my big question. And there is one caveat. Which is that the default port is now 9003 instead of 9000. Interesting. However, as of two or three weeks ago, PHP Storm added an option in debugging settings to listen to both for Xdebug commands. So in your IDE. It's like a waste, waste of a port. Well, it's just listening for Xdebug. So it's not actually using the port. It's just wondering, hey, if X tries oh, to contact me here or so here, fair. then I'll start listening to the connection. Well, Besides it's that,
0: li- it's got to listen on that port. Just saying,
3: yeah. If 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 that's true, it's just an it's just an option though, and that's only listening when you're listening for X Debug connections, which should hopefully only be for a couple seconds because every time you load the browser, it creates that connection. Uh, I'm using the same browser plugin I've been using for years. Which is the X Debug Browser Helper? Um, you don't need that anymore. You do. I haven't used that in years.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I use it anymore.
3: It's used to easily turn on and turn off debugging to that the hasn't ID. Been, but, That hasn't been your used in years.
2: Just, your browser just allow. I mean, yeah. To John's point, you 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 don't actually like. If you if you turn enable listening into your in your IDE, say hey, you know listen for X debug. Uh, my experience lately has been I just use my browser. I don't have to go to that that plug and Say okay,
3: turn it on. Right. So what the browser helper does is sets environmental variables in the server to enable or disable certain features.
0: Right. So it, it, it passed a cookie, and I don't think it does
2: that right. anymore. Still I don't think do, that's necessary. necessary.
3: It's not necessary, but it still does pass a cookie, and it still works. The yeah. thing is, I, I actually still have it installed. <laughs> I was just looking. I'm like, oh yeah, it's still there. Odds are, it it. you already have it. And if you already have it installed, it's always on, and you just don't notice.
2: Well, no, it, it, it tells you if it's if it's disabled or or in, enabled. And right now, it's disabled, so I don't know.
3: Well, I know, I, I use it. All the all the tooling I have worked perfectly. Um it was easy to get up and running in the normal way. Um, there's essentially three settings in the in the ini configs, and once that was done, and I had my IDE correctly uh, mapped to the correct folders, then it worked perfectly. Yeah, that's that's
0: the big one. It's having the mappings and listening on the right port.
3: Yeah, I do yeah. see. I do see the
0: new. You can listen on the debug port, and then the checkbox additionally listen on 9003 i'm assuming you can still override 9003 so that you can listen on for multiple containers because that's that's really the only reason i change my port is per project i'll change it
3: yeah so that's that's really it is just the the php8 support and then the extremely simplified configuration file um and as far as backwards compatibility it's just that port change that you have to worry about everything else Really drops into place and still works the way it should. Uh, there are significant other changes, which is that fundamentally it has been rewritten in you know in the lower level areas to work with PHP 8. Uh, but you won't notice it. Uh, you might see some performance improvements. Um, the if you pull up the updates page, it's very 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 long. Uh, and there are a few new features. Um, it does. And just,
2: just to be clear, uh, Xdebug three is not dependent on PHP eight, correct?
3: No, it's not dependent on PHP three uh, on PHP eight, but it is dependent the other way around. PHP eight will require Xdebug three.
2: Ah, that's interesting.
3: So know. the the previous right. version, which I believe was two seven, will not debug PHP eight uh
2: okay all right, cool.
3: but you know I was expecting it to be an all day project for me to research and get this thing working, and it it was very simple. Uh, I did a Pico install and everything just worked
2: i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to give that a try this this weekend just uh just to see cool. all right do we want to talk about new competitors in our ever growing field of podcasting do we It's no. your ticket, Thomas. <laughs>
3: Oh yes. It is. So, I have no clue you guys are talking about, so I haven't I haven't listened to it yet, which is why I actually hadn't brought it up. But uh there is now Obviously
2: a... I tried listening I tried listening to it. Oh, was it bad? Tried. <laughs> no 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 don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad. It just the 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 the, the, two, the... Right, okay, so what we're talking about I'm is... gonna full screen
3: your face while you badmouth uh internals.
2: There there is a <laughs> there's a new uh php internals by the way is a great podcast uh if you're if you're not subscribed to php internals check them out they'll tell you about all the inner runnings of creating the language php but that's not what we're talking about here laravel has started up a new podcast called laravel internals which you can you can Uh take from the name what it is and uh the um the, the, they've only released two shows and for the record, they have like 10 times more people subscribe to their channel than we have, which is at <laughs> a, a few. I think we're I think we're at 160 something now, but I think they were at, at like a thousand subscribers or something. Um, I don't blame them. It, it, it was weird. It, it was hard to kind of get a handle on I don't, I don't know. I, I listened to the first one and I, I probably didn't pay a lot of attention to what they were saying. Uh, I listened to the second one And I honestly stopped listening because they weren't talking so much about Laravel internals as they were talking about Laravel internal products. Like, you know, the stuff that they they were doing for Vapor, the stuff that they were doing for uh, Mm. Envoyer. So I'm like, "Eh, yeah, okay. Um, So I didn't listen there. But I am I am, a, I am a supporter of, like, I think every framework, every language should have an internals podcast. I think that's just, the, like, the natural progression of, of communities getting insight of what's going on. So I'm happy to see Laravel doing that. I wish Symphony would do something like that. I would love to have a Symphony internals podcast. And there might be one out there that I'm just not aware of, but. Yeah. It's it's out there if you guys listen. I, I don't I don't mind sending people to other podcasts. It's not like we uh we make a lot of money doing this. But uh Laravel Internals is out there. You can get a Laravel news. I think there's a uh, article on Laravel news and you can listen for yourself. If if you're a Laravel developer that is. If you're not, then you might not want to listen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have a Laravel project and I don't want to listen. <laughs>
3: yeah i've i've had it up on my one of my open tabs for two weeks and uh still haven't watched it
0: (laughs) yeah and Uh, it's even i even i want to listen less now that you say it's not about laravel like the core code it's more about laravel other projects
2: and listen I, i i couldn't even tell you what we talked about on our second show so you never know i mean they're 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 still working through their format and their flows they'll get i'm sure they'll get better that, that was a horrible to oh, say. better. <laughs> I, I'm not implying that they're bad. Wait, wait.
0: If, if you really want to laugh at somebody, go listen to PHP Podcast, the first one or two episodes, then, then you can laugh. PHP Ugly? No. Well, that,
3: that's when we, tra- when we tried
0: player. having a scripted podcast, I mean... <laughs> Oh, oh, oh! The PHP, oh PHP pod, oh yeah, yeah, PHP podcast. We we tried doing a scripted podcast that did not go well.
2: It was yeah. It was. I was trying to keep that podcast to ten minutes. I don't know what yeah. the hell I was thinking. Of. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, what I what I did want to talk about here, though, is uh, is you ever you ever feel like, hey, if you had a couple weeks of vacation time, you could do something like Slack yourself. Yeah, like you yes, could I you have. could throw together a product that was similar and worked well enough. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Salesforce disagrees <laughs> <laughs> because they bought Slack for twenty seven point seven billion with a B dollars. <sighs> I mean what do you think
2: Slack Slack makes every year? Twenty-seven point I mean, seven be, billion. They've got to be making over yeah, that's a billion just dollars year.
0: a year. Yeah. I mean, what is their revenue, right? How is that? But they're but they're not buying the product itself. I mean they yes, they're buying it, but they don't care about the product itself. No, but this article says that Twenty seven billion dollars, I bet you they care about it. They care about the data that Slack has
3: but this this article says that salesforce think- itself is is only getting 20 billion in annual revenue so they're- so you you're,
2: you're you're telling me they spent they're they're projected to spend more money and i understand we've had this conversation before this is not like an all cash deal it's a stock option blah 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 whatever but but you're you're telling me that they're willing to spend more money to acquire a product that their own product makes in, a, in an entire year?
3: Yeah, not not the how much
2: money does Slack make? Not that that's they what I, I need to know. This
3: they're they're paying more than they gross in a year, not net.
0: I don't don't get this. I don't get it.
3: I really it, don't get it. I mean, I'll
0: just know. It's just numbers. It's just twenty seven point seven. I mean. I,
2: let, let's make the assumption that Slack somehow has a revenue of $2 billion, right? I mean, you're looking at a 13 to 14-year haul to to profit, profitability with that product. And that's if everything continues to go well. I, I can't imagine how much money Slack must be making. If they're making that much money, why would they sell? I, I just can't. I can't get my head around it. Because they're know. not
0: worth $27.7 then they're going to get it. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, I that's my feeling on this is that this is an insane amount of money for that's so crazy something I don't even know what
0: I, I, I'm of the mindset that there's backroom deals where these big companies are just saying hey let's do this for the publicity you give me twenty seven point seven billion <laughs> I'm going to give you twenty five billion back I don't I'm f- going to buy it for two two point seven billion that's
3: still billion though. That's, I understand. That's still two thousand million. I understand. Billions. Okay. <laughs> that's I'm the, the buy, thing. My I'm kids could buy never
0: it for a hundred million, whatever. I, I I think that there's backroom deals going on, and it's just about publicity. A hundred
2: million that, That's is what, that, still that, hundred
3: millionaires. That's still insane. That's what that,
0: that's what that 0.7 is. That,
2: that's how much they're actually buying. Slack is actually <laughs> giving back the, the other 27 <laughs> of this 27.7. Yeah, they're they're just they're just insane numbers that that poor schmucks like myself just can't can't wrap their head around. I, I mean, I I understand how numbers work and I I get how big it is. I just can't understand that much money going between two two companies for I saw, any I, saw, I, saw item.
0: I saw a YouTube video recently. I wish I could remember what it was, but trying to show you what money means. And when you stand a dollar bill up, you know how thin it is? And they, they stacked a bunch to show you what it would be for like $1,000. And then like how far you'd have to walk for 100000 And then he got mm. into his car and drove for an hour for like a million or a billion or whatever the numbers were. Yes. It, just the fact that we can't comprehend how much these – when you say 27.7, it's you just can't comprehend it. Yeah. Uh, a,
2: a similar analogy. It's it's funny how you how you worded that to me, uh, John. Because I always have this a conversation with my friends who don't play sports like baseball. And first thing you know, there's always the, there's always the conversation of how fast do you think I can pitch, and my answer is. You're probably in the 70s if you're if you're athletic. If you're not athletic, you're probably in the 60s. And right? like, no man, I'm probably throwing 80, 90 miles an hour. I'm like, do you really understand how fast 80, 90 miles an hour is? I mean, do you conceptually you know you can get up to 80, 90 miles an hour in your car, but imagine that car moving in a very short distance. That's super fast. You're not throwing that hard. There's a reason why those guys are in the majors, and you're. You know, not.
3: And your wife's cheating on <laughs> you. I'm sorry, Bob. I didn't mean to tell you this way.
2: <laughs> I was ho- I was hoping you'd find out differently. Yeah, you're gonna uh, save some time. No,
3: I, that uh, that video is in the show notes, so you, you'll be able to watch it. But it, it is a 24 oh, minute you. drive to a billion dollars. Wow. Well, so yeah, I, I just I bought a couple domain names, and I'm going to start working on my uh, SAS project. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I started working on, on an open source pro- project. I'm actually very excited about it. Uh, I, I, I told you guys about it already. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to do anything, but I told you guys a few weeks back, I talked to Andreas, um, and he was the, the developer. He, he, he's really big in uh, the PHP community and, and doing a lot for the PHP community. And one of the things he did was he brought PHP.ug uh, to life, which is a place you can go and you can see user groups pinned on a map. And when I was interviewing him, he was talking about how uh, he hasn't been maintaining it. There are a couple things that he <laughs> needs fixed in it. Um, and I thought to myself, okay, I've been wanting to get into an open source project, but me being me, of course. I I looked at it and it it was developed with uh the Zen framework. I think it it was Zen 2 mm, or something mm. and it was I'm like uh I could try to muck my way through this or I could just rewrite the whole thing. So I rewrote it. <laughs> I rewrote <laughs> most of it. I I'll 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 show it to you. guys. Uh, maybe uh
3: not usually how open something. source contribution goes, but
0: <laughs> so I got I
2: got to reach out to Andreas to see if he's interested in it. First off, I'm like, hey, you know, is this something you'd be interested in? I don't. I, I completely understand if he says no. I'll still, I, I'll, I would still release it, and I might even still, I would still maintain it because I'm I'm happy with the progress I'm making on it. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm been hacking. I give myself an hour, no more than two hours a night to work on it, and then that's it. I, I can't work on it for more than two hours a night. I, I usually try to keep it at an hour, but if I'm making a lot of progress, I'll give myself another hour. But I have a hard stop at two hours because otherwise uh otherwise I would just go overboard in that's, that's never the good
3: thing. Yeah, that's so, that's the rabbit hole. Yeah. So I was what, you guys.
0: But what but what was the point in rewriting it? Just an exercise or
3: he couldn't understand Zen framework. <laughs>
2: well yeah i wanted to bring it up to a modern a modern framework uh, something that could run on modern php so
3: yeah, that's that, what that i said is i did it basically yeah, yeah couldn't understand Zend
2: <laughs> uh <As a> matter <laughs> fact, if if i had any friends out there who like the rate right, uh tests i would totally appreciate that the same
3: you guys ready for our mac minute i find some friends i guess
2: what do you what what is going on with you? Ouch. ouch <laughs>
0: Like that was (laughs) two things came together at the same time. Like, did you hear
2: that? Like, where where did that go? Thomas, you're you're sniping all my all my articles. Okay, let's talk about the Mac
3: Minute. Well, it's I'm not gonna It's your article. I'll I'll full size you again. You can take this. You both had it, so it kind of counts.
2: Yeah, we did. We did
0: both have it. I didn't read
3: the article.
2: (laughs) Uh, Not a whole lot. I don't ever read the article either, so it's just not a big deal. I just I just bullshit my way through. But, oh,
0: um, oh, you don't have to read the article. You can just throw them on Trello and be done. Yeah, I thought you had to yeah, read pretty them much. First. That's
2: all. That's a, No, uh, that's why, absolutely. That's why, I, that's why my that. columns
0: always blank.
2: Yeah, no, we read. discourage that completely. Yeah, recently <laughs> we we've talked about on the show many times how John and I have converted over to Linux full time. At least I still am, John. Yeah. I assume you are too.
0: I am. My I haven't really touched my have Mac any, in weeks.
2: Yeah. Don't 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 really have any need to go back. Um I do have VNC on my Mac, so if I do need something to pop on there for something, I can without pulling it out anymore. It just stays folded up and put away. But turns out that might be going away. Even with the new Macs with the M1s that are coming out, no, I'm not buying one. But I guess with Big Sur, uh, Apple massaged a lot of the legalese around the operating system to allow Amazon to host Mac virtual desktops for people. So you can now – or I don't know if you can do it now. I think you'll be able to do it soon. You can now – deploy a Mac mini through EC2. And I assume it's just all going to be GUI. You know, like you'll be able to like remote desktop into it. I could be wrong there too. I don't know. But uh, yeah, you'll be able to, if you have a need for a Mac and, and there is a real need for this, especially like people who like myself or John who commit to Linux, if you you can still do, uh, you can still do development for like Mac OS and uh, iOS stuff, but eventually, especially if you're, if you're doing native uh, iOS stuff, eventually you will need a Mac to build your project. And that's kind of what this is targeted for. That, like, people not using non-Mac products, that, that includes Windows, or people who have underpowered Mac products, they can rent these cloud Macs and you'll build the projects or whatever they need to do. And they're not the first one. There, there, there was another, there's another company out there called Mac stadium that already does that does this currently, but I guess it's a little dicey about if it's legal or not because of the way the agreements were p- previously, but now it, you know, Amazon has embraced it. I guess they work through it all. And, and this is like a real thing. And I know with Mac stadium, I, I don't know with Amazon for sure, but I know with Mac stadium, they're physical Mac minis. Like when you sign up for them, you're getting a Mac Mini. Uh the, not the same is
3: true for Amazon. Uh you're getting, so, a, you're
2: getting an actual Mac mini?
3: Yeah, so you're getting an actual Mac Mini. It's an I seven Intel processor, thirty two gigs of RAM, and you can choose between Mojave or Catalina with Big Sur coming soon. <laughs> uh yes. Amazon is planning on the M1 devices in 2021. Mm-hmm. There's so that's kind of good to have. Yeah, and, and there's they already have stuff to it though. Like what? Like what? Well, so this is a this is a developer buying a license to use the operating system. Mm-hmm. So which which Mac has
2: always claimed is all you do, anyways.
3: Right. So now they're allowing third parties to collect that licensing fee as long as they collect it for a 24 hour period at a time. So you can lease Mm. a Mac mini for one day, two day, three days, but you can't lease it for, for, uh, 12 hours. Mm. Uh, doesn't seem like a, a great way to do it. If you're doing Mac development, um, the, the prices aren't entirely clear yet from Amazon, uh, or, or anywhere else really, uh, because the licensing prices aren't clear from Apple yet, but, basically, the hardware's been purchased by Amazon, and when you use it, they track that time and send that money to Apple
2: I assume they they keep a percentage of it obviously I believe
3: Otherwise, that they, they i believe doing? that they upvalue it so if if it's a ten dollars oh, for okay. a day then they'll charge you twelve dollars for the hardware plus the license
2: yeah i I pulled up Max Stadium because like I said I know they're they're in a company that exists and does it currently and it looks like their plans are are sixty dollars, sixty bucks a month, so about two dollars a day. Seems reasonable, actually. Sixty bucks yeah. a month, that's yeah, seven twenty a year. That's not. I mean, it's not
3: bad. It's reasonable until you realize you're leasing a Mac Mini. Yeah.
2: Well, but but again, this is not your everyday. Dr- chances are, this is not your everyday driver. You you have a specific purpose that you're using it for, and that's all you need it for.
3: Yeah, so. and I, I know companies that will be very excited that they can just pay six dollars to lease it for one day to run their unit tests, and that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's 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 strange. Um, speaking of. Delicious Linux hardware. Delicious Linux hardware. System 76, you guys are both on the System 76 train now. We yes. are. System 76 just announced their all AMD laptops.
2: Was that the was that the link you put in Slack earlier today?
3: Yeah, it's called Pangolin.
2: Where the hell did you find this cuz if you go to their general site I can't find it
3: anywhere. It's not available for purchase yet. It's this is a blog post notifying of the uh the new model starting at 849. 849. That'll get you, uh, I believe, 16 gigs of RAM, a Ryzen 5 4500U, which is uh, six cores and six threads, and has onboard graphics. Uh, it is not the Vega graphics. If you're into integrated graphics stuff at all, it's just AMD radon graphics. Um, so is it, it is good or bad? I don't know. It's not great, uh, uh, but it is a nice it is a nice little machine for 849. Um, the screen's a little bit boring, nineteen twenty by ten eighty, uh, but it gets you into oh, it gets you into the system seventy six uh, ecosystem pretty cheap. Mm.
2: The Galaga Pro is one I was looking at recently. Uh,
3: like I, I was thinking, if,
2: if I had to go back to a laptop, and I don't anticipate needing a laptop for a very long time, but if I do, the Galaga Pro is more more what. I, what yeah, It's got the GPU you can add to it. And it's yeah. got the smaller form fact- factor now. It's got the uh, 14-inch screen. The one thing that they do with a lot of their laptops that the Galaga doesn't have and the, uh, what's it, Lemur? Lemur don't have, is they uh, they have full-size keyboards on a lot of their laptops. And mm-hmm. where I can see certain people wanting that, it drives me, This this is one of the areas where Apple has ruined me because for my keyboard not to be in the center of my screen and to, for it to be askewed skewed a little bit, because there's a number pad next to it drives me crazy. Now I just can't, can't imagine using a uh, laptop like that. nothing not saying oh, I roll, really? but I just, it wouldn't be a preference <laughs> for me anymore. And, and it's weird because uh, before moving to the Mac laptop, I could never imagine having a keyboard that didn't have a number pad. Like I, I used my number pad all the time, and I thought it was the, you know, the best thing. And yeah, when I went over to the Mac, and I really didn't notice, I didn't need it, and I felt more comfortable. So
3: I got beer in my number pad. It's all sticky now.
2: <laughs> well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't put beer
3: in your number pad. Well, I didn't that mean that, to. That was probably bad advice there from somebody. You guys, you guys, ready for some doom and gloom? Just sure. Bring it to a tight, a tight classic ending.
2: Let's do it, man. We're almost, we're almost done with this goddamn year. So let's let's get through this. What do you got? Uh,
3: you guys know what Starlink is, right? Negative. Is
2: that uh, Tony Stark's new thing? No, what it is.
3: So Elon Musk launched a bunch of satellites, or is launching a bunch of satellites into orbit under the intention of providing internet via satellite for pretty cheap. Okay. Uh, well the the sort of beta program of this launched and somebody was reading through the end user license agreement and noticed that it required you to recognize Mars as a free planet not governed by any earth authorities or agencies
2: <laughs> you're the, you're on. all right yeah okay
3: so you know he's made it clear his intention is to build a a base on Mars and to establish some kind of Elon Musk-run government, <laughs> but the the odd question is whether or not it's legal for a citizen to declare property as not under the authority of a government. Sure, it I was. Government
2: would say decides to
0: take it. If if it's not government money going to launch said vehicle to said planet, then how could the government? Say anything.
3: First with guns. First come,
0: first serve, man. First come, first serve.
3: I mean, this is
0: no, I would go up there with my own guns.
3: <laughs> which I believe he intends to do as well. Uh but this is interesting because this is the basis of the story of the expanse. If you watch the sci-fi TV show, The Expanse, it's all about the war between Mars and Earth, and Earth declaring that they have some sort of proprietary rights to Mars. And Mars saying, "No, we're a free foreign colony. You have, we have nothing for you.
0: You're six months away. <laughs> it's like, leave us alone. <laughs>
3: we're up, here. we're here. Leave us alone." So very interesting. Not necessarily doom and gloom, but hey, this this next one is Amazon. Oh, no,
0: you can't do, do
2: You can't do, 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 do dooms and glooms. Go Amazon ahead, Amazon
3: Sidewalk. Ugh. Okay. A new Welcome patch, by. a new patch will be rolling out for Amazon devices such as Ring cameras, uh, some home security devices, uh, Amazon Echoes, that will establish a LoRa Wi-Fi network with all other devices Laura. in its range. Interesting. Uh, Laura is a low-bandwidth, wide-area wireless network, and it will use your bandwidth to provide your neighborhood with internet access.
0: Okay. Without my approval, or I have to opt into it?
3: It is currently available to opt-in, but it appears that once this fully rolls out on all the devices, it will be an opt-out feature of amazon products hmm.
0: how does do you feel uh, how does What's cox do thing? it now is cox a uh, opt-in or an opt-out
3: uh cox you have to use their uh router and wi-fi device and it is Which a, most
0: people probably do
3: right and it is a default opt-in so same thing uh, same thing as Xfinity, except that this is this is the service being provided by all of these Amazon devices, which are starting to communicate your network outside. This is not a device that's been highly tested by your ISP. This is 20, 30 devices that all run different hardware and software and are switching to this functionality after you bought them and didn't know about it.
0: And what's the purpose of it? If I... I'm paying for my bandwidth. Why would I want other people to
3: piggyback on it? So that you can have an Amazon wireless network anywhere that you take your phone.
0: Which is the same thing Cox does. If I go somewhere and I don't have internet access,
3: I can hook up to somebody else's Cox network. Yes. And Xfinity as well, uh, which I have and obviously don't use.
2: It's funny because I I always theorize that this sort of thing would happen, but it would be the car companies that did it, where cars would all start broad- broadcast, create, basically creating a huge mesh network that allowed people free
3: internet access. Well, the, the um, Teslas do that, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the interesting thing here is that when you look at ISP-provided hardware, they can take your network and the network that they're providing and DM uh, 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 DMZ those networks apart from each other. Right.
2: That's typically what they do.
3: Right. Yeah. Because that that router that router uh, modem Wi-Fi combo can control all aspects of the WAN connection. Right. That makes Where, sense. Whereas these Amazon devices are already in your network they can't do that Hmm. so and this is this is on top of the fact that ring is now selling neighborhood access to police for 24-hour monitoring here we go (laughs) (laughs) i brought that one up last last podcast i won't get into it again i appreciate
2: it hey john did you did you get your pie yet didn't you order a pie
3: i did and i've not gotten (laughs) it yet Which one? Did you get the keyboard one?
2: Yep. You got the keyboard. That's three weeks ago.
0: What do you you want me to do? I haven't got it yet. Although I have gotten into something else that I've always wanted to do, but never thought I really would do. I started playing the piano. I'm so happy you didn't move into my neighborhood. Man. My my direct next door neighbor was getting rid of it and like, hey, do you want a uh, piano for your boys? Like, uh we hadn't really considered it. I'll let me think about it and let you know. And we end up taking it. It's right outside my door here. And I've actually had a blast. It's something I've always wanted to do, never got into. And all of a sudden it's a free piano has cost me more money in the past few weeks.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. Uh from the the moving my tuner who I I'm very grateful for. She uh, was supposed to be here yesterday or the other day. I was like, hey, my husband is sick. Uh, He went and got a COVID test, but we don't have the results yet. So it's up to you. I'm like, thank you for being honest. How about you stay away from me (laughs) (laughs) until you have more information. So between moving, tuning, repair, an app I decided to download so that I can do lessons on my own. Now my kids are going to be taking virtual lessons over Zoom. It's like, how did this free thing cost so much money so quickly? It's like a <laughs> I child. Think about all the joy
2: it's going to bring to you.
0: I'm I'm having a blast. I just got to level three, where now I'm using my left and right hand to play.
2: Nice, nice. Speaking and I'm of still words, like missing half the keys, of but ch- children shout out to my uh buddy matt lance and his beautiful beautiful wife uh cassandra they they had a baby boy and uh life is going very well for them i'm so excited congratulations I can't, wait, can't wait for this uh travel band to get lifted and i feel comfortable enough to fly again i'm gonna go up there and nibble on that baby's toes i like toes well,
3: okay. calm down there biden
2: uh, yeah. All right. I think that's it. Uh, I think this is a good spot.
3: God damn it, Thomas. If you are watching the live broadcast on YouTube, you can catch uh, a quick conversation about garbage collection after the show.
0: And with that, we want to thank our Patreons.
3: Our Patreons! You,
2: Patreons! Which is, you still have the full name there, even though we yes asked you
0: that, And, and, and the, the wrong person up at the top of the list. God yeah, I, damn it.
3: Thomas. I have. Uh, I lost some data okay. in a power outage. That's
0: okay. He he hasn't he hasn't listened in a couple of weeks or not live. So eh, it's his fault.
2: That's right. Yeah, yeah. You got that, buttery? This is all this is all on you, buddy. All right, cool. I think that will do it for episode two hundred and fifteen. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you do listen to the audio podcast, know you can join us live Thursday nights starting around 9 o'clock. We appreciate it if you subscribe or rate us on your podcaster, podcatcher, whatever you call it now. And uh, What's our our Discord channel? Uh, uh, Discord.phpugly.com. That'll get you there now. Discord.phpugly.com. Cool. So that's it. I'm Eric. I'm John.
3: I'm Tom. Keep Keep it it ugly. ugly.
1: One, two, one, two, uh, coming off the top, y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a sender. shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit, you know, Eric. He stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that be smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me. Shouts out to people.